You're listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Well, welcome to Splash, where we hope our time together will help you hydrate your souls and encourage you with love and laughter. I'm Shalene Bryan, and I'm here with Barbara Cameron. Hello. I'm so good. Oh, did you have a great weekend? I did. And you were off camping. I was camping. She's vintage camping now. We're going to do a show about it. I might even take Splash on the road. Oh, I think we should. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she has stories. Oh, my goodness. But our goal here in our prayer is always the same, that you will be filled with the love of God and that it will well Mm. up so much in you that you'll go out and splash everyone you meet today. I, I love that verse, that, that God's love, it's not my love, I'm not That's capable right. of that kind of love, but that it would well up so much in me That's right. that I could actually splash someone else. That's and right. so thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us in season two. It's weird <laughs> we're in season two. season two. But That's I awesome. am bringing a dear friend right now to mm. the splash zone. Mm-hmm. And you know, we had two guests on the show yes. who received gifts. That's right. Jonathan Koch received the hand transplant, remember? Right. Kelly mm-hmm. yep. um, Asbel received a new set of lungs. That's right. That was a very powerful show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait till she can fly here. I know. Was I it know. nine months she has to go? Uh, six, six months. months. Six yeah. months, yeah. Um, and we heard them talk about just their gratitude mm-hmm. for a gift that... Mm-hmm. that could never be paid back That's on right. earth. I mean, That's obviously right. the greatest gift is Jesus, right? right? I mean, mm-hmm. you get heaven, you win. That's the greatest gift. But there are times on earth when people just selflessly give a yeah. gift like that, right? And mm-hmm. we heard their joy and celebration. I mean, Kelly talking about being able to breathe mm-hmm. for the first time, this set of lungs. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just crazy. Mm-hmm. But today, mm-hmm. my dear friend Jen Hall mm-hmm. is in the house, and we're looking at the other side of the story, yes. the side of the giver. Mm-hmm. The side of a family who, in the midst of losing their son, chose to give someone else a second chance. Yes. Our guest, Jen. Jen, welcome to the mm, Splash Zone. Good morning. So sweet to be here. <laughs> you guys, she... I went to church with Jen. We we all grew up going to Cornerstone with Francis and Lisa Chan. And picture Lisa, that's Jen. Just, you know, she's this <laughs> tiny, adorable, lover of Jesus, mm. kind, gentle, quick to listen, slow to speak. And I will never forget this day 12 years ago. Was it 12 mm. years now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. it's probably just, yeah, you could probably mm. name the second. Um, but Jen, her 10-year-old son, Logan, dies after having a massive hemorrhage in his brain. And she and her husband, Steve, end up giving the greatest gift anyone mm. could ever give another mm. person. They donated their son, Logan's organs to save lives. Mm. Um it's amazing because our time at Cornerstone and my love for you and your family mm. um, and the community and bearing one another burdens, I had no idea, right? You look around yeah. and, I mean, your son couldn't have been any more healthy. I mean, he was the epitome of health, mm. a little football player. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it, it's crazy. But take me through that day for you. Uh, well... Logan wanted to go on a bike ride, Mm -hmm. and he wanted to ride down to his buddy's house, which was a few miles away, totally out of my comfort zone, Mm. and Steve, and out of Steve's comfort zone, Mm. but we were trying to let him go a little bit. He's 10, gave him his cell phone, Mm. uh, called us when he got there. Anyway, it was a big day, like Mm -hmm. big day for Logan, Um, really hot. He and his buddy ended up riding back up to our house. Um, We spent time in the pool, and I remember specifically 
getting in the pool that day with him and with the kids. I don't, I'm normally kind of sit on the deck kind of mom and, you know, um, but it was so hot. I just, I remember specifically getting in and playing a game with him. He's 10 and he, Mm -hmm. he weighs as much as I do, but anyway, we were having so much fun. Um, and then we, um, barbecued, had hot dogs and then he and his buddy wanted to ride again. And we said, just stay in the neighborhood. We live in a cul-de-sac, gave him permission to go up and around the next cul-de-sac and come back down. A little while later, his buddy comes in, Logan fell, and he wants his dad. So Steve gets on his skateboard, skates down to the end of the street. I think maybe my son Jake went with him. Mm -hmm. I remember Jake coming back and saying to me, he was 14, Mom, Logan's unconscious. We need the car. And already at 14, protecting his mama. The car was full of stuff to go to thrift store, so Mm -hmm. we had to unload the car, um, our neighbor, Andrew, uh, mm-hmm. drove Steve and then Jake and Allie rode with them. Uh, we rode down to the end of the, the cul-de-sac. Steve um, was in a dilemma whether or not he should call 911 or just take him himself because he, was, he didn't want to wait too long. Mm-hmm. So he made the decision just to go. He called um, his station. He's a firefighter for yes. LA City. Called his station, talked to the paramedics en route. They thought that was the best decision, um, kind of giving him some pointers. I, mm-hmm. There wasn't much to do. Was, my understanding is unconscious. Allie's in the back singing to mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, and they took him to uh, see me uh, at Venice. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that time, I, my neighbor Robin kind of gathered me, helped me get my stuff together, get myself together, and then went up. And um, when I got there, there were already... LA City guys there, Ventura County guys mm. there. At the at, at the, the hospital. At the hospital. Yes. Um, mm. People from church. Francis mm-hmm. came. Um, so already the support immediately was unbelievable. Um, and then they decided at CME that he, they wanted to take him to children's. And so what was determined is that he had a bleed on his brain and that he was going to need surgery. And... Um, children's was the best place mm-hmm. to do that. So mm-hmm. did they helicopter him? Yeah. So they helivacted him in. Um, and, you know, in the meantime, I'm calling my family. I'm, you know, so right. I remember my brother saying, well, I, I'll go to children's. So when he gets off the hospital, there's, I mean, when he gets off the helicopter, there's somebody there that he knows. Mm-hmm. So my brother got down there. He's unconscious, but he, he sees Logan. He's like, buddy, I'm here, buddy. You know, so mm-hmm. because... Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so when we got there, uh, they had taken him into surgery to relieve the, pressure. the pressure and the, and then it was just a waiting game. Right. Um, see, I got word of this from Robin and, you know, I was going through the church because you're our family mm-hmm. and you break, you stop everything you're doing that he was just, mm-hmm. um, being hell of act yeah. to, uh, children's and just like the fire department, they're a family. Yeah, my my brother's a police officer, or was a yes. police officer, and they're family. I mean, yeah. you hear it, you come. Yeah, but it's amazing that yeah. they showed up in the same all of his Steve's. Yeah, L.A. So Ventura County, L.A. City, That's right. and they were there. I, I don't know the details because I don't I don't remember all of it. But right. they they were ready to take him. Like L.A. City, if L.A. City had permission, mm-hmm. they would have mm-hmm. hell of act him. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, re- yeah, it's just an amazing mm-hmm. display of family. Mm-hmm. And what's so crazy about this situation is God once again revealing how big and huge 
and almighty and all-knowing he is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to back up for a minute mm-hmm. and share about the Christmas yeah. right before Logan's mm-hmm. accident. Um, our family on Christmas morning, we go. it's Jesus' mm-hmm. birthday, as you've mm-hmm. heard on the show. We go do something, and that year, 12 years ago, we decided to bless a family at Children's Hospital, which they don't even let you do now. Mm. But our friend Tina, who also is a nurse, mm-hmm. neonatal care nurse on the floor up there for Children's, she also is a family member at Cornerstone. She was so bummed she couldn't be here today mm. in the mm. Splash Zone. But she got me approved, and we... We're blessed to be able to bless this family with this little girl called Baby Miracle, who'd never been out of the hospital since she was born. She looked like a chocolate brown cabbage patch doll. This little girl was just adorable, okay? Mom working multiple Mm. jobs, 12 kids, takes the bus. We got the whole story. So that morning when we woke up, Blake and Brooke and and my sister's kids, Maddie and Sage, are little, you know, they can't Mm. wait to get there. And we had gotten gifts for the nurses that were working that day and kind of went around and blessed, but really blessed Baby Miracle and her family and um, got to spend Christmas. The kids did their little Christmas show that they learned from school for the little girl and her teen sister was there because mom wasn't there yet on Christmas morning. And it was just a beautiful day. And I just felt like, yeah, Jesus, this, this is your birthday. Happy birthday. Like whatever you do for the least of these, you do for me. Well, that January after Christmas, I got a call from Tina. And she said, some of the nurses were wondering why you came on Christmas morning. And I told them your story, Shalene, and that you go to Africa and stuff and that you were celebrating Jesus's birthday. And one of the nurses said, well, I've never been to Africa and that's where my heritage is from. Like, I want to go. And I go, well, we're going in a couple months. You you girls would be like doctors over there, mm-hmm. you know? So these, these women, these nurses who were there Christmas morning end up getting children's to donate deworming medicine. And they go over there like they're SEAL Team 6, right? I mean, we get to go in these villages, and they come with me. Mm. Nurse Rachel comes with me. Tina Mm -hmm. comes with our team over to... Remember this, buddy? Barbara was there. We go to East Africa, Mm. and we start deworming entire Mm. villages, Mm -hmm. right? Rachel, Nurse Rachel. She was amazing. Yeah. She gets rocked. She ends up seeing this one child and she goes, she doesn't look right. And everyone in the village Mm -hmm. is like, no, she's okay. She's like, no, something's wrong with Mm -hmm. her. She ends up getting her over to the hospital, gets permission from an uncle, if that was even the uncle, but the chief of the village had to talk to the chief to let this little girl leave, takes her across on Lake Victoria, takes her into the hospital, finds out she has a heart murmur. And if she had not been brought over there for the, what was it? A $400 Mm -hmm. surgery, which Mm -hmm. was crazy, saves her life and ends up sponsoring this little girl. Wow. So I'm going, Lord, all because we got up Christmas morning, Mm -hmm. right? Like get out of bed and go do something, like celebrate Jesus' birthday. Well, shortly after that, what was the month exactly for Logan? Uh, He fell in July. Right. And then, yeah, we were there for 11 days. So it went through August. I get this call. We had just gotten back in June. I get this call in July. Mm -hmm. Hey, the halls, Logan fell. Everyone's Mm -hmm. going down to the hospital. I mean, we took over the place. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally. Mm -hmm. It was like all of Cornerstone transplanted, and we were just praying. But you let me... I don't even know if you remember this. I don't. Mm-hmm. People, you know, you want you weren't letting people go up. Right. And you asked me, Shalene, will you come up mm. with me and pray for Logan? Mm. And I'm like, yes. And I went up that elevator. And my son, Blake, is like two years behind Logan. And I'm looking at this healthy, young, mm-hmm. your young son, mm-hmm. just laying there, just beautiful. 
and just praying over him in that moment. And as I'm leaving, I hear Shalene. And I look back and it's Nurse Rachel and Tina who are actually on the floor where Logan was. I don't know if they got transferred over or if Tina heard or whatever. And they're like 24-7, like we're not taking our eye off this kid. Mm. And I thought, Mm. God, you are so, so good. And we had no idea what was going to happen, right? And we're there praying, Mm. like she said, 11 days. Mm. What is going on for you? In this moment, I well, I remember walking that hallway, and I could tell you the pattern mm-hmm. in the hallway, mm-hmm. and thinking, "How did we get here?" <laughs> you know. Um, so during that time, um, I would you know uh, just unbelief, d- disbelief, mm-hmm. confusion, but also. Um, the support I had no idea I would go down to the lobby there were people there I didn't even know right. mm. um, and, and literally when you said taking over like they had to confine us they're like could you just kind of stay over in this area and some um, the fire department was there that I mean people Everyone. were bringing you know food because people would be there for hours mm. um, so it um, is very bittersweet um, and of course, what's going through my mind is praying for a miracle, right? right? You know, because what we had, um, what was determined the day after his surgery was that he had, um, stroked a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it, the prognosis was not good. Um, and so you kind of, it was just really a waiting game. And of course, the longer we waited, the, mm. the worse the prognosis got. So, right. um. Yeah, so I, I when did you and Steve decide that you wanted to donate Logan's organs? We were just talking about that cuz I I don't remember having a conversation about it. I remember being in a meeting with the doctors and um them asking somebody saying, is legacy one been put on the table? And of course I didn't know what that was at the time. <laughs> I had never heard of that in my life. And he, legacy and, and, one. Yeah. That's okay. the, um, the organ donation company, I guess is what mm, you would call okay. it. Um, and of course, anyway, that's, I remember that. And, um, so I was asking Steve, do you remember having a conversation? Cause I don't remember it being a conversation. I kind of remember it just being a given. And then Steve reminded me that we didn't really have a conversation and decide. We just knew Mm. that that's what Logan would want. Mm. He, at the age of 10, was already just so, um, I'm going to say emotionally mature. That may not be exactly accurate, but he, he got it. Like he, he knew Jesus and he, um, he loved people and he Mm -hmm. was so kind. Um, you know, stories of including the guy that's not being played with on the playground and things, mm-hmm. you know, so it just, so Steve is like, it's what he'd want. He'd want to be able mm-hmm. to give to other people. So to answer your question, we really didn't make the decision. We knew once we, with the decision we had to make was to withdraw him from life support. So once we made that decision, it was a given that we would donate any organs that were viable. Right. So for you and Steve, there was a day when you guys had to choose, like he's 
Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, I didn't know that. Um, well, I remember a couple of things. I remember uh, laying in the little room that we stayed in. And it was rare that Steve and I were alone together because one of us was always with him. Um, we o- Somebody was always with them. My family was amazing. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. brother and sister and I would set their alarms at 3 a.m. to come so that they could spend the night in the room with him. So he was never alone. Um, but Steve and I were alone in this little room, and I remember praying and, and literally us laying there and lifting up our hands to just hand him back over. He's not ours. Lord, he's yours, and we trust you. Whatever whatever you, your will, Steve started telling me we need to stop praying for a miracle. We need to start praying for God's will. So I would say in that moment is when we released him. And then for me, and this doesn't make a lot of sense, but I said, Steve, you need to call Francis. And I need, I just need some validation. Like it's okay to make this decision. Mm. And, and, um, Francis was out of, out of the state. And, but he said, if God's going to do a miracle, he's going to do it whether or not he's on life support or not. Amen. Like it, so, and I know that to be true. And for whatever reason, I just, I needed more validation. Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm understanding this, that he was on life support and in order for him to be a donor, you had to take him off life support. His organs had to still be functioning. Yeah. <sighs> Steve reminded me. Um, so we had made that decision. Um, we, my brother, my immediate family, Francis was there at this time, some other just close friends, and we're standing around him. There may be 10 of us, mm-hmm. and we're just praying over him. And I remember my brother saying, somebody... We're standing here, and we are so sad, but somebody's beepers are going off right now, mm-hmm. and they're getting right. this amazing news. And, and like you said, Barbara, he had, to, um, he had to stay alive long enough for them to be viable, right? harvest. Right. I don't remember this, but Steve just reminded me that there was some hiccup with the doctors coming in that harvest the organs, that they were going to be later than expected. And Logan was declining his vitals came back up long enough for the doctors to arrive. Mm-hmm. I just crazy. I remember the nurse coming in as we're there just, and I don't remember if it's accurate, but I remember her saying something about all the matches. Like, mm-hmm. and she was so surprised that there were so many mm-hmm. matches. So it, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, just yeah. learning from Kelly, from our yeah. other guest, all the things that had to go into place. And the place, timing has the to timing, be... everything yeah. had to be perfect. God's goodness. Yeah. Wow. Well, one of those, which was so crazy mm-hmm. that I find out later, Baby Miracle, who we went and saw on Christmas, mm-hmm. received... Mm-hmm. A gift from Logan mm. to save her life. Mm. And I was like, are you kidding me? Mm. Like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I know, as a mom, it's just, uh, I mean, I can't even comprehend. 
having to make those decisions. Um, not, I mean, you're in the pool with your son one minute, and then the next minute yeah. he's being taken to a hospital, and you don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't even think that anything horrible is going to no. happen. You don't think of death. Right. And then to be having to have all these other decisions made, but the fact that you knew your son so well, mm-hmm. you knew his heart. Mm-hmm. You knew his love for people. Mm-hmm. And then that's what he would have wanted. Yeah. Just, just, just blows me away. I wanted to ask you, because I got to hear about Baby Miracle receiving one of Logan's organs to save Baby Miracle's life, which I was, was crazy. crazy. But have you, have you met any of the recipients of Logan's organs? No. Okay. Um, I remember uh, when we spoke with Legacy One and them telling us that it's usually a, a year that they give the donors a year to kind of process. Mm-hmm. And then if they want, after a year, they could get us in touch with the donors. And I remember thinking in that moment, well, I'm not going to need a year. Of course I'm going to want to know who these people mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. But reality sets in, and mm-hmm. I was not ready um, to meet them. I Now this is kind of, I would say, reignited maybe a little bit of mm-hmm. a desire. Um, I, they did send us a letter. Um, I did not know about Baby Miracle, but mm-hmm. um, I they did send us a letter that um, I think his one of his kidneys went to um, a, an adult female. He mm-hmm. was a big boy, so mm-hmm. some of his organs were um, viable for adults. Um, but to answer your question, no, I haven't met anybody as of yet. What was that for you in making that decision? It, because I remember talking to our some the other two guests that we had. Yeah, Jonathan it's a just real met the person. Mental, mm-hmm. yeah. emotional. I mean. I just wanted to hear what what was going through your mind why you wouldn't or, or well at the beginning you said you would but then you had a a change in your thinking I don't know thinking. though I don't How know would, if I'd want to That's what I'm saying I'd like, love to I know think why. about it and I'm like oh, yeah. like it would be I, I, honestly I think um when that came about again when they notified mm-hmm. us I was just so enveloped in grief okay. and depression and just sure. the reality of just trying to keep myself and our family mm-hmm. together that mm-hmm. I couldn't really get beyond that. It was mm-hmm. just enough just to get no. out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I, I really couldn't go beyond. Mm. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, you can imagine at the funeral for Logan at Cornerstone, it was packed, but it was also packed with young people mm-hmm. that he just loved on at VBS or Sunday mm-hmm. school or on the football team or on the playground. So they so graciously said, if anyone would like to say anything, a memory mm. of Logan. And I'm sitting there just my heart. I mean, it, mm. I had never been personally to a funeral. For a child. For a child. Mm. Yeah. That was my first. All of a sudden, I, I don't know if my head was down or I just caught a look off to the left. But here goes Blake, my son, down the aisle. I'm like, buddy, like, uh, like I'm trying to reach for Blake. Like, what are you doing? He marches right up to the mic. Mm -hmm. And he's like, 
It's amazing. I didn't even know how much your son had impacted my son in mm. Sunday school and in VBS mm. until Blake went up to the mic. So I'm pulling him back like, what are you going to say, son? Like, just sit down. From the mouth of a child, mm. just at how much he respected Logan and how kind he was and that Logan knew Jesus. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the most powerful things about that that day when we all were gathered to remember Logan was the song that you and Steve chose. Who chose that song? Do you, do you remember? Well, I do remember having a conversation with Christian um, <coughs> Burkhart, who was yes. going to do the worship. Yeah. Um, um, so I'm going to say it was me. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I remember a few songs that, yeah, so... At Logan's funeral, um, the song Blessed Be the Name was played. And for those of you listening that don't know it, like right now, just go on Spotify and put in Blessed Be the Name. Matt Redman um, wrote this song with his wife, Beth. And for those of you who don't know, I'm just going to read it because I suck at singing. Um, But it says, Blessed be the name when the sun's shining down on me and the world's all as it should be. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name on the road marked with suffering. Though there's pain in the offering, blessed be the name. Mm. And then the chorus is like, you give and take away. Mm. You give and take away, but my heart will choose to say, Mm -hmm. blessed be your name. name. Because that's not a choice. Like you want to make your choices. Get up. Be Lazarus, rise from the yeah. dead, come up. Yeah. Like, let's have a big miracle. Let's celebrate this. Like, let's let's make this. Why can't this be one of Hi. those? Yep. Lazarus, come forth. Logan, come forth. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think it's so easy. It's always been easy for me to sing this song when the sun's shining down on me and the world is all as it should be. be. And that's why your bravery, even 12 years later, mm-hmm. I don't know that you've shared this story like this is open. Have you before? No, we a little bit at church. Yeah, yeah, but it's just really... what the way you're splashing people right now. Because mm. there's there's moms right now that are dealing with yeah. this, mm-hmm. or that have just buried their child. Yeah. And to hear your strength twelve years later, like what would you say to these moms right now? <laughs> it's not my strength, right? It's Amen. not. It's no. remarkable. Yeah, it's just it's supernatural. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah, the reality of um, of Christ became very clear. Uh, there was a moment in the hospital when um, I knew I had to say goodbye. And I remember getting down next to his ear and whispering to him how much I loved him and that it was okay to go. Mm. Um, and having this unbelievable peace like tangible peace. Like it it made no sense. Like Mm. I was overwhelmed with it. Um, When I start having doubts, I go back to that moment. Like, okay, I know God is real because of that moment. It Mm. only lasted a few minutes, but I know it's real because he's real because of that Mm. moment. Um, so uh, what I would say to moms is um, it's just bigger than us. Mm. 
and um, we don't understand it. Um, but we trust. Mm-hmm. We trust that God is sovereign and that He has us figured out and that His plan is bigger. And somehow He's, it's all going to make sense. I remember mm-hmm. saying to Steve, why? Why us? And Steve yeah. said, why oh not God. us? <sighs> why, why should we be any different? Why? Um, I don't mean to interrupt. I just, all kinds of thoughts are going through my head, but how important it is for us as parents, as God teaches us to train up our children in the Mm -hmm. Lord, train them up in the Lord, help them to know who God is, who created them and his love for them and who Jesus is and why he came and And then when you can have, when parents have to go through something like this and that your children can kind of understand, sort of, and that you have that hope that you will see him again Mm -hmm. and you have that faith and you know God's love and you know how righteous he is and his righteousness and his love, I mean, he wouldn't even though we have all this stuff that goes on in our life here on earth, when we know God's love and how abundant it is in times like this, mm. he shows us that he is real, that he yeah. is alive. Mm-hmm. He's not dead. He's not gone. Mm-hmm. He is here. He is with us. And um, hearing stories like yours uh, just brings so much hope and, and also a I think a, a, a passion and a, a hope that parents, you know, will, will just open up the Bible mm. and take a look at what God says. And not that things will go perfect, but Mm-mm. that you can hold on to the hope that if something tragic like this happens, that you will see your loved one again. Mm. And that peace that you have, that yeah. God let mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. about your son, mm-hmm. that would... That would haunt me all the days mm-hmm. of my life if I did not know that. That's right. yeah. And it's amazing, as bold as you can say that, because it was so true. His fruit was mm. bared over everyone that spoke at that funeral. Mm-hmm. The one thing they saw about this kid wasn't that he was this great athlete, and wasn't that he was a great student and a great yeah. son, was that he loved Jesus. Yeah. Because you're right. Train them up in the way they should go, and when they're older... They won't depart from it. Well, they might not get older, parents that are listening. Mm-hmm. We need to be pouring into them the truth. Mm-hmm. And we spend hours driving to practices and dance lessons and this and that and French and all, all, all. where are they going to go to college? And that stuff's meaningless if we get this wrong. Right. That's right. And you and Steve did such a great job mm-hmm. yeah. at being intentional parents mm-hmm. with all your kids, all of them. I watch how all of them handled this. Because it didn't just affect you and Steve. Mm-hmm. Logan had siblings, you know, yeah. and the neighborhood. I mean, she lives on this cul-de-sac that's anointed, okay? Like, everyone's <laughs> trying to get on the street. And the neighborhood is all cornerstone. Like, everyone on the street is mm-hmm. cornerstone, pretty much. But mm-hmm. a, a few people, but I think that they just say they're members because <laughs> you can't <laughs> live on the easier. street. It's just easier. <laughs> okay. We're Jewish, but we'll pretend yeah. to go to cornerstone. <laughs> My friend left yeah, me on yeah, the street up my tennis with her. But she's like, that's cool. I'm cool with Cornerstone. Um, but I think one of the most powerful things is the few people that I know who have lost a child since Logan mm. aren't together anymore. Mm. That's right. Oh. It's, 
And when you look at the statistics, mm, to be yeah. honest, so once again, God was so tangible to you. Mm-hmm. It says, peace that passes understanding. Like you couldn't even understand it. We're listening right now and we can't Mm -hmm. even understand that moment, that sacred moment that God gave you. Mm -hmm. But he goes, I want you to mark this moment because you're going to go back to it a million times. But I want you to know that this was me and this this was you, Mm -hmm. Jen. I got your son. He's in paradise Mm -hmm. for eternity Mm -hmm. and you will get to spend eternity. Your houses Mm -hmm. are right next to each other on the same golden Mm -hmm. street. Okay. Mm -hmm. But what's so crazy is what... Was that for you and Steve, that you overcame those kind of odds? Jesus, I just, not just, but our faith, honestly. And um, I can't imagine trying to navigate this without Steve. Mm. Amen. Mm. Amen. Um, And I'm so grateful for our faith. You know, I became Christian years before Steve did. And looking back now Mm. at everything, I can see how God even, you know, and we've been married almost 32 years, but way back preparing us for this, moving Mm. us to Simi Valley. You know, Steve coming to faith here in Simi Valley maybe 16 years ago. Like just all, all of it preparing us for this. Had we not moved to Simi Valley, I don't think Steve would come to know Jesus. Mm. It just, moving next to the Steinfelds who took Steve on a men's retreat that was houseboating and water skiing, his favorite thing of all time, you know, where he gets baptized in Lake Mead. And it just, it goes My on. husband was on that trip. Yeah. Oh. That crazy. Yeah. No, that's so Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. it, it um, yeah, I, I just have to say it's, it's Jesus. It's our faith. And, and then the strength of Steve's faith in leading us mm. through mm. this. Um, that's huge. Is huge. Um, you know, going back and, and thinking about today and what we were going to talk about and so much of what I'm drawing from are things that Steve has done for me and said to me and how he's encouraged me. And, um, he just texted me, I love you. And just let Jesus speak through you, mm. just, you know? And he is Jen, everyone listening, you're just splashing them right now. But this reminds me of, of Lisa and Francis's book again, you and me forever, mm. you and me forever. What was it that marriage in light of eternity? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how Francis's main goal mm. is to make sure that his he, wife, his wife is going to hear well done mm. at the end of her words. life. Mm. That he will and, do everything he can to make sure that Mm. That she's there and she hears those, well done, my good and faithful servant. Jen, thank you so much for Mm. being here today Mm, and joining us and for reminding us that the presence of Jesus is real. Mm. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just such a testimony to that. And that we as a church, all the listeners, we're called not to just consume be consumers, right? Mm-hmm. But to serve, to bear each other's burdens, to love one another, to to come alongside when things are are crumbling around yeah. us. So thank you everyone for listening for to this powerful episode, mm. and we hope, uh, we hope we've brought a little love and hope into your day. But keep splashing the name of the Lord because mm. He wins. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, thank Jen. you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com.